Today, we're talking about true happiness. We're going to talk about how you can summon real happiness into your life. I'm going to give you some strategies that you can use to be happy. As strange as that might sound to someone who might be like, we don't control our happiness, Brandon. How can you give us strategies to be more happy when it's outside circumstances that determine that? But that's not the case because the secret thread here that's going to be woven throughout this broadcast today, episode number seven, is you create your own happiness. And this is the common theme I want you to remember throughout this whole thing. Happiness is a choice. And it's not easy, right? It might be a simple concept to understand, but it's a different thing entirely to practice this day in and day out. And today on the Be Better broadcast that comes at you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to dive deep into happiness. But let's really go back to the origins of what happiness really is. If we go back to the beginning of time for human beings, was happiness really an objective for us? Was happiness the goal? No, we were cavemen, we were cave women, right, with cave children, and it was us against the world, the world being jaguars and animals in the bushes and poisonous berries and things that we had to avoid, otherwise we would die, right? Back in the days when we were trekking across the savanna, we weren't really thinking about riches and wealth and prosperity. Back in the day, all we were thinking about was survival, The name of the game was we have to live. They weren't focused on being happy. They probably didn't even have a word for happiness. They probably didn't even have a sound in whatever their dialect was for happiness. All they knew was they had to survive. Their lifespan was probably like 20 or 30 years old, probably a lot less. I'm not a history buff here. But they had to survive and they had to procreate so they could continue to further the species, which is why we're even here right now. But the very interesting thing is, Now we aren't just programmed to survive. And maybe I should say that differently. We still are very much programmed to survive. We still have all the old traditional programming of, you know, you hear a loud noise, you immediately look, you immediately get afraid, adrenaline rushes through your body and you want to run, right? You want to fight or flee. That's still very much programmed into us. However, now we have new choices that we can make because it's very unlikely that we're going to leave our apartment or our home or our town, village, state, whatever it might be, and walk around the corner and and there's a threat. It's very unlikely that we're going to face threats and danger in today's world. And, you know, someone who's listening from a place where that might be more rampant, it's different depending on where you live, obviously. But I know where I live, I'm blessed to not walk out the door and be afraid for my life. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's beautiful because now we don't just have to be focused on survival. Now we can focus on thriving, not just surviving. Now we have the ability, we have the choice to focus on that one word that means so many different things to practically every single person that you'll encounter, which is happiness. Everyone wants happiness. Everyone wants to feel good. Because what else would life be like if you went through it not feeling good? And I want to talk to you about some ways that you can do that. And I will tell you, this is the long game. This is not going to be easy. These strategies will help, but it's using these strategies over the course of time that will make the true difference. And if we go back to the common theme here, happiness being a choice, well, what does happiness mean for you? 
Think about this. What makes you most happy in your life? When Ask yourself this question. When I am doing this, I feel most good. When I am doing this or when I am with these people, I am feeling happy. I'm able to say to myself, I am happy. And this is a very, very important question to answer. Because if you're constantly seeking emotions of happiness and fulfillment and joy and ecstasy and enthusiasm, if you're constantly seeking these feel-good feelings, yet you don't know how to measure once you've actually achieved it, then what's the point? You'll never be able to say, I am happy. So it's very important that you define exactly what that means. As an example, I am most happy when I'm spending time with my wife and we're doing something fun. But even if we're just chilling, hanging out and just talking to each other, that is happiness because we're both alive. We're both happy. We both feel good. I feel happy when I'm playing my guitar, when I'm just strumming along, singing some songs, when maybe I'm writing a new song, which I'm not very good at, but it makes me happy nonetheless. I'm most happy when I'm outlining what I'd like to talk about during these Be Better broadcasts. I'm most happy when I'm talking to you to try to give you some things that you can use to improve your life that I've personally used in my own life to improve it. So I have many different metrics to gauge when I am happy because I've decided on the things that make me happy. And the sooner you can decide on what makes you happy in life, the more you can focus on putting your time and energy into those things to experience more and more happiness. And I think it's very important, and this moves in right to the first strategy or tip that I have for you. I remember in my early 20s when I was not happy. And it was quite impossible for me to be happy during that time. You know, listen, there were things that I would do that did make me happy, like taking trips and uh, going to visit people that I cared about and, and loved and my friends, my family. There were moments that I was happy, but it was far and few between. Because the first thing I have to share with you is it's very difficult to be happy when you are just surviving. When you are focused on a big problem in your life, for example, for me, my big problem was I would log into my bank accounts and my credit cards would be maxed out. I would be receiving letters in the mail from said credit card companies telling me that my payment is due and they tacked on this much additional interest to the credit card. It's very hard to focus on happiness when you're receiving recollection letters in the mail. It's very hard to focus on happiness when you're focused on just barely paying the bills. And the very first thing that we have to digest and understand is in order to thrive, we have to be past survival. And if you're listening right now and you are simply surviving, and when I say simply surviving, I mean you earn a certain amount of money and then you spend that exact amount of money and you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're living paycheck to a week before your next paycheck and you're struggling for that week. And let me tell you, when you're struggling, when you're stressed about finances, when you're stressed about illness, when you're stressed about specific things, it is much more difficult to be happy. Nonetheless, it's very important to still define what happiness looks like for you. But it's very hard to focus on that when you're going through turbulent survival times. So right now, I want you to do this. And by the way, before I even say this, 
you're going to move past these tough times, right? Tough times come and go. There's always going to be hardships. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be obstacles. So take it from me. If you're going through a really hard time right now and you've got a ton of debt or you're not happy with your body or your relationship is falling apart or you might not have many friends and you're lonely and you want to find people or whatever it might be for you personally, you will move past this stage in your life. You're going to have more highs. You're going to feel good. It's only a matter of time. As long as you begin to make steps in the forward direction, things will change for you. Things will change if you change. And in order for you to change, it only takes small steps of progress over a period of time. It's called the compound effect. Little things today will make a drastic, giant difference in time. It's all about doing them every single day and practicing these strategies and practicing these rituals. But right now, I want you to do this. Analyze your current life situation. Let me ask you a few questions. On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your emotional health? How, how often are you feeling more happy than sad? Where would you rate your emotional health on a scale of one to 10? And by the way, these are private. You can post them in the comments if you want, but where would you place your emotional health? Question number two, where would you rate your physical health, your physical body? How do you feel? How do you look, at least in your own opinion, when you look at yourself in the mirror, what are the thoughts that go through your mind? Do you look away quickly or do you continue to look and say, damn, I look good? Where would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 for your physical health? Then where would you rate yourself on your financial health? Analyze your current situation. You could even rate your relationships on a scale of one to 10. You could even rate your spirituality. Obviously, the biggest ones when it comes to survival are most likely going to be your physical health, your emotional health, and probably mostly your financial health. A lot of people say to me that they're working to manage their financial situation. And the good news is on one of these broadcasts, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about how to make it. We're going to talk about how to generate additional streams of income. We're going to talk about how to eliminate debts from your life. Because let me tell you, when I eliminated over $20,000 of debt over the course of six to eight months, my entire life changed. My mood changed. Practically everything about me changed. The way that I walked changed. The way that I breathed. The tone of my voice. Everything changed. I had a huge, massive injection of confidence. Once I eliminated my debts and once I was able to move smoothly from maybe not so smoothly, but I I moved away from it from survival to thriving, survival to thriving. So analyze your current situation. What parts of your life need the most attention? Create a plan. If it's your finances, the first step in this plan could simply be to buy a book on finances and to become more financially literate. Some books I'd recommend for you are Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. But if you have debt that you're trying to eliminate right now, I would highly recommend Dave Ramsey. I always say to people, Dave Ramsey is absolutely incredible. And Dave Ramsey is great if you're trying to get out of debt. But Dave Ramsey will not help you get rich. He's great for certain people when it comes to investments and where to invest and stuff like that. But Dave Ramsey is about the long game. But Dave Ramsey is absolutely the person you should follow if you're looking to eliminate debt because his book is called Total Money Makeover. Buy the book. 
use his baby step formula. I used it. It helped me get out of debt within six to eight months. We'll talk about that formula on a future episode here. But the whole point of this section here is make small steps towards moving yourself out of this survival situation so that you can actually begin to thrive and experience and create and choose more happiness in your life. So analyze your current situation and realize this. What's up, Be Better family? It's Brandon Eastman here. And as a thank you for tuning in to the Be Better broadcast, I want to give you a very special gift. For a limited time, you can get a free digital copy of my book titled Be Extraordinary, Your Guide to Self-Mastery. This book is packed with insights and actionable steps that will help you to unlock your fullest potential in the five key areas of your life. But that's not all. Along with the book, I also want to give you the audiobook version absolutely free. Imagine having the power to transform your life right at your fingertips and in your ears anytime, anywhere. Go grab your copy at BeBetterIndustries.com slash book. You'll also find the link in the episode show notes. Go and grab your copy and join me in making a positive impact on the world. Now back to the show. Everyone has a different definition for happiness, but I would have to say that my definition for happiness aligns with a quote I learned a long time ago from Tony Robbins when I was probably 19 or 20. He said something that that went like, progress equals happiness. The more steps you take towards a plan that you're passionate about, the more steps you take, the more things you do to achieve your goals towards a worthy realization in your life, the more you continue to grow in yourself and your own personal development, the more you will be happy. The more you can look back after a month or even a week and say to yourself, wow, I got a lot done today. The more you can do that, the more happy and confident you're going to feel. A couple months ago, I started, I signed up with a coach. His name is Dai. And I got to tell you, he has me track my progress every single week. Brandon, what did you get done this week? And I tell him exactly what I got done. And at the end of the week, I, I list all these things and I feel extremely good with myself. And it's not that I'm necessarily even doing more things now than I was before, but the difference is I'm starting to track my wins. And that's another tip I have for you. If you want to experience more happiness, you making progress in your life and towards your goals will bring you there. But it's one thing to make progress towards goals and achieve goals. But what happens once you achieve a goal? You create a new one. You set a new one to experience and really take advantage of these goals that you're achieving, measure and track your progress towards your goal. Every single week I do this. Every Sunday I sit down, I take 20 to 30 minutes, maybe even less. Sometimes it's really fast. And I write down my wins this week. And I write down everything that I did this week that was a win for me. A conversation I had that went really well. A broadcast where everything was flowing nicely and I feel like I really delivered value. Three videos on my YouTube channel that might have helped people. I'm always gauging what are my wins this week. And when I look at those wins, I can tell myself this was a worthwhile week. And that there gives me my dose of happiness for the day or even more depending on the wins that I had. 
So celebrate your small wins. And when it comes to this, my second tip for you when it comes to creating real happiness in your life is to look ahead. You know, I think of a lot of people who aren't experiencing happiness. And I think back to me when I was in that situation as well. And I was always focused on the past. I was always focused on problems in my life. I was always focused on what wasn't going well for me versus what is going well. I was focused on the mistakes that I made. I was focused on what I said earlier that day in a conversation that might have sounded stupid. And I relived that memory over and over and over and over. And what a mistake that was. And it wasn't even a conscious choice. I wasn't saying to myself, I want to live in the past. I want to experience misery and depression. I wasn't saying those things, but I was living there. And you have three choices. In any given moment, you have three choices on what you can focus on. You can focus on the past. You can focus on what's happening right now in the present moment, or you can focus on the future. And you can intentionally design your life in the way that you want your life to look. On episode six, we talked about the law of attraction and how to use it in order to bring what you want into your physical reality and literally attract it to you as if you were a magnet. And you can't take advantage of that law unless you're looking ahead. You don't have to always be looking into the future. In fact, I don't really recommend that. If you're too much into the future, you're not going to do what's required right now in the present moment in order to bring you to that future outcome. But let me tell you, if, you, if you're doing what I did, which is focus solely on the past, then it's going to be a rough ride. Because if you're looking into the past at and you're looking for all the things that went wrong, what you look for, you will find. Where your focus goes, your energy will flow. And let me tell you, the only time that I look into the past is when I'm trying to learn from a mistake that I made. That's the only time I look into the past. I say to myself, what happened that I'm not happy with? And then I change something that I did in that moment to get a different result. Now, I said only, but I still look into the past at times too and judge things that I did or judge myself for something that I said, listen, none of us are perfect. You're still going to live in the past a little bit. And that's okay, right? But just understand the past isn't real. All that's real is right now. Anything that happened to you back then, the memory of it that you have in your mind isn't the truth because we warp memories. What you see here in your mind when you close your eyes and you visualize, it's very different than what actually happened. And this isn't to minimize trauma. This is to help you heal because looking back at that's not serving you. Looking back at that memory that might even be warped at this time of that experience or that thing you said or that thing you did, it's not accurate. Ask yourself instead, what can I learn from it? And then look ahead so that you can intentionally design your life. Be aware of what you have now and use what you have now in order to carve yourself a new tomorrow. And really what this comes down to is just know what you're working towards. If you know what you're working towards, you're going to have hurdles along the way. But if you know where you're going, then you're going to be able to most likely or more likely find the correct road that will bring you there. And that's step number two for you. And the last thing I want to share with you that will help you to create real happiness in your life or will help you to choose happiness in your life is a big one. 
this is one that I got sucked into hardcore. And it's so enticing. It's like so easy to get sucked into this because it feels good in the moment because you've got camaraderie. But afterwards, you just feel drained. And then problems happen. And then you're like, oh, my God, I wish I never dived into that. And that is unnecessary drama. Oh, my God. When I look at people who are having a hard time, a lot of times I look at the people around them and I say, that's exactly why you are where you are. You're hanging out with Susie, Joe, and Jim. And because they hang around with these energy bloodsuckers, they have no energy and happiness for themselves. Have you ever hung out with somebody and before they even open their mouth, you feel drained? They just give off this vibe. It's because they are an energy drainer rather than a battery charger. Yeah, Christy Farley is like facts. Absolutely. We all know those people. But have you ever hung around people that charge your battery? It's like you're amped. You leave their presence and you feel like a more improved version of yourself. You feel more insightful. You feel good. You feel like you just took a nice warm shower or a cold shower if you're into that. You just feel good and you're like, oh my God, I want to get back around that person. It's the power of attraction. Because remember what we talked about in the last broadcast about the law of attraction. We are energy beings. And some beings drain energy and other beings charge your own battery, which will help you to generate more energy. I used to be an energy drainer. I'll admit that. I used to drain people's energy. I didn't know what to talk to people about, so I talked about other people. And I'm sure you know people like that in your own life, maybe intimately. And the goal is to cut out that unnecessary drama. When you're around gossiping, get away. When you're around people talking about other people, unless it's only good things, then get away. You don't need to fight them. You just need to back away. Believe me, they will get the point. And what will happen is, You'll experience less drama because those people will know that you don't want that drama. And listen, you might even inspire them to give up the drama themselves. But if you're looking to experience more happiness in your life, it's not going to come from hanging around people that drain your battery. Spend time with the right people. And we'll talk about this more once we talk about the fourth P, which is people. The fourth P when it comes to self-mastery. But are you hanging around energy drainers or energy contributors. And if you've got some people in your life who are draining your energy, it's just time to separate from them. And it's not easy to do this at all times. I understand. I understand you might live with somebody who's an energy drainer. They might even be your significant other. And you might really love this person. And you know, in that case, what I would try first is I would try to be an energy contributor yourself. And the more you contribute to their energy, the more you don't want to talk with them about their energy draining gossip topics, the less that they're going to bring those topics to you. And the more you're going to lead by example. My wife and I, we're not talking about other people, right? We're talking good things about other people. We tell each other everything that happens in our life, but we're not talking bad about people. And you know what? Sometimes if we do say something that lines on the seam of gossip, one of us will just look at each other and be like, be nice right? Be kind. And we immediately look back at each other and we're like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I will. Because we understand the concept of contributing energy versus draining energy. So as a recap here, it's hard to thrive if you're simply surviving. So look ahead. 
Focus on what it is that you want to achieve. Do an assessment of your life right now. Determine what areas of life are you currently only surviving in and what steps can you take to get yourself out of that situation? Post that in the comments. What's an area you're really focused on getting out of survival in and what area in your life are you focused on thriving in right now? Because making progress in those areas will help you to experience more happiness. And then avoid unnecessary drama. Avoid the energy blood suckers in your life and get around the, the battery chargers, right? Get around the high vibration, positive, happy people, people who will bring you up. Even if you feel uncomfortable in their presence, that's because your ego is telling you this person is different than me. And you know what? Spend time around those people anyway. The more you get out of your comfort zone, the more you're going to grow.